4: 77
5: WABC. And good morning. Good morning. Good Friday morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. After studying the police body cam videos from different angles, I have a much better idea of what happened in Harlem. From the body cam videos, the police body cam videos, the 19-year-old female shoved and tried to slap or did slap the officer before he slugged her in the face. There's no way to sugarcoat this. This is what happens when some young people, emphasis on some, honor what's referred to as thug life and look up to it rather than obtaining an education. And this is what it sounded like. Thug life. And if you want to blame anybody, blame your boyfriend. Blame your boyfriend. The police were there to do a job to keep all of us safe. If you want to blame someone, the the female's at fault, and certainly her boyfriend is at fault. President Biden doubles down on bashing Trump and MAGA in a speech ignored by the networks. The president, in his words, there's no question that the Republican Party today is dominated, driven, and intimidated by Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans, and that is a threat to this country. Really, Mr. President? Red meat to his base But I don't understand how the speech tonight helps America. I I don't understand the logic of the speech tonight. And in our Dominic Carter uh, segment, which we call Chronicles of Dominic Carter, coming up at about 45 minutes past the hour, how can you motivate young people in the right direction An interesting conversation I'm looking forward to. I'm going to go in a different direction, about 45 minutes past the hour. I'm going to talk to the president and CEO of an organization that's called New York Junior Tennis and Learning. Mr. Ube Tambar, he is the president and CEO, and he will join me at about 45 minutes past the hour during our chronicles of a Dominic Carter Segment. A retired NYPD officer sentenced to 10 years in prison for storming the Capitol. The longest sentence yet of any January 6th case. 10 years? Granted, what he may have done was horrible, but 10 years? So he was convicted of attacking a police officer at the uh, Capitol in 2021 and sentenced Thursday to 10 years in prison, the longest penalty yet for anyone convicted in connection with what happened. Prosecutors say that Thomas Weber, who also served in the Marines, swung a flagpole at police before tackling one officer and yanking his gas mask off. During the uh, Capitol riot. It's the longest sentence handed down among the nearly 250 people sentenced so far for their roles in the insurrection. Ten years. Ten years. We see all your phone calls. We are about to start them. 800-848-WABC. 800-848-9222. So the woman who was decked by an NYPD uh, detective in, in Harlem shoved and slapped at the cop before he slugged her. And this is according to body cam videos. Thank God for body cams, because it shows us what really, really happened. And what's also interesting with the Harlem case is that the female was initially charged with assaulting a police officer and resisting arrest, but Manhattan D.A. Alvin Bragg, his office knocked it down uh, to a misdemeanor count of obstructing governmental administration. This happened at West 136th Street near Adam Clayton Powell Jr. Boulevard. Now, as far as the boyfriend, oh, police say, they recovered a handgun and a bag with 20 oxycodone uh, pills from him. He was charged with resisting arrest and gun and drug possession, and, if, and he had a, uh, a ghost gun apparently on him. And uh, thank God for this, he was ordered held on $300,000 bail. So the young lady's mother is speaking up, And her mother says that her daughter, whose birthday is today, she turns 20 years old, the young lady at the center of all this, today is her birthday. The mother says she's in a lot of pain. And the mother says, quote, my daughter was never in the wrong. Definitely 100%. That's what the mother says. Please form your own opinion. Go to Dominic, my Twitter, Dominic TV. It's there. I posted it within the hour. Or go to uh, Facebook, my Facebook, Dominic Carter TV, and take a look at that point. And and, um, I'm going to break down exactly what happened. But I want you to listen to, before we start the calls, Mayor Adams, and rightfully so, is defending the NYPD. We need to be clear
0: on what happened there. We had a person that was wanted for attempted murder. Attempted murder. Police officers found him. He was armed with a ghost gun in his belt. Those officers showed great restraint. They didn't discharge their weapons. They subdued him. While they were subduing him, a crowd came and attempted to disrupt the arrest. The young lady came, smacked the police officer. The police officer responded. I think those officers on the scene showed great restraint. They did what the system called for. They didn't turn off their body cameras. That's why we
5: have footage of what happened. And the mayor is correct on this one. He is correct on this one. The police showed restraint. This is what happens when thug life is praised in certain communities amongst certain young people and not not societal norms i I, I talk about this every night, maybe one night someone 's going to get it that this is the problem with progressive politics. Progressive politics honors thug life so let's let's go back for one second the police are arresting the boyfriend on a very very serious charge and the girlfriend runs up and attempts to talk to him and does talk to him while the police are trying to control the situation she literally talks to the boyfriend who is wanted on an attempted murder charge, thug life, thug life. This is what happens in certain communities when thug life. And notice, folks, do you hear the crickets? I I haven't heard from the Harlem activists. Dominic, you're not fair. Dominic, you're not fair. I haven't heard from them. Do you hear the crickets? Because this is indefensible. What this female engaged in. Let's start with the uh, telephone calls. We're going to begin with our friend Audrey in Brooklyn this morning. Good morning, Audrey. What's on your mind? And I'm going to tell you, that's not so like That's just plain old stupid.
6: Um, she got what she deserved. And the point of, um, I didn't hear her say anything to the, to the um, young man, but that was the stupidest thing. I, I saw it before you even mentioned it. But um, her
5: mom's is just as bad because her daughter obstructed um, the death crawl. Thank you. Thank you. Whatever she's doing <laughs> right now. No, notice, <laughs> I, notice, Audrey, I, I didn't say, I'm going to let you finish your thought. Notice I didn't say anything about the mother. I, I'm just going to let you folks formulate your own opinion. I just left that one alone, but it wasn't done by mistake. Please continue, Audrey. Going up, can I finish? Yes,
6: go ahead. I don't think it's a it's a Democrat or Republic problem. I'm sorry. It's like I have to just vet on that because everything is not that right now. What I'm seeing is just the mere fact of, Stupid is not getting tired, and I'm tired of stupid. And something's got to be done, but it's the parents, it's the children, it's it's the whole society. And have a
5: wonderful Labor Day weekend. Oh, will you do the same, young lady? Thank you, Audrey. Um, you said you turned 70 recently? Last Friday, and I'm still celebrating. Wow. It another month. Happy birthday. You're going to celebrate for a month. I say go for it. Life is short, and you might as well go for it. Enjoy (laughs) your Labor Day weekend. Thank you, Audrey, and I really appreciate your call. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Let's go to, and we're going to take some calls on on President Biden and and his speech, which I still are racking my head. I don't understand what was the point. Let's go to LQ in the Bronx. Good morning, LQ. What's on your mind?
0: Um, good morning, uh, Dominic. Um, as far as uh, the, the video, I'd seen it on the news, and it really didn't seem like it really showed that, you know, I'm not trying to disagree. I, that, that really this officer, um, that, you know, maybe it was what i seen and everything. I'm going to look at it again, and I'm going to look at Google it. Uh, but I think that, uh, that, that, you know, of course she was in, in the wrong, but this officer since they could find out all all about him he's gonna have raise they're gonna raise hell on him and eventually he's gonna probably quit on that because everybody he's gonna an approach and they're gonna be like i'm gonna punch you in the mouth and this that and the other and as far as biden is concerned um the comment that he he made this is not it's not he's being programmed by a lot of other people from the Biden and Obama administration is really starting, you know, they want Republicans to to get all angry, and they're using Trump as a guinea pig um, scapegoat to, to really get them riled up. Um, Roman is an island, and what we need to really do as uh, Constitutionists is go by what we our values are instead of— Depend letting them use one man to, you know, destroy and make uh, almost like divide this country um, on nonsense and just really play for these people because they're trying to destroy the cut, co- change the constitution. And if you push them and ask them,
5: they will tell you. I, I just, I, as far as the president's speech, and thank you for the call, LQ. I I just don't get it. I don't understand the point except if the point was to offend half the country, then you succeeded. But maybe you didn't because I don't believe that half the country is really more than the, you, you saw the you saw the poll uh earlier this week that a majority of democrats don't want Mr. Biden to run for reelection. That says it all. Let's go to our friend Stan in the Forest Hills Good morning, Stan. What's on your mind?
4: Three happy things have happened in the last day or so. One, President Biden's speech was exhilarating. It needed to be said. He came out of the box fighting. He took off the gloves, and I'm glad he did. He's finally going after Trump and the Republicans. And it needed to be said and done. So the line has been drawn. And the second thing is the election in Alaska, which just happened two days ago uh trump's uh personal pick of Sarah Palin lost on a seat that a Republican had for thirty years and a democratic won now she 'll only serve a month or so, but it is a unbelievable situation that a Democrat won a seat from a Republican of thirty years again it's only for a month that could foretell the election which coming up in that seat also the Senator uh, Murkowski may be in trouble because if this woman can win. Which just in just four weeks against Sarah Palin, who was backed by Donny Trump, then that's that's unbelievable. So
5: that's a shocker. I, third... I I wouldn't agree with that, Stan. Alaska okay, Alaskan like politics are, are very different. So that's, yeah, not, a bell, that's not a that's <laughs> not so that's not a bellwether for the country. Well, no, you're, I think it's the beginning. You're, 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 it's the beginning. Okay, okay maybe, maybe. we'll see your third point.
4: The third point, the cop. That got 10 years, got exactly what he was
5: supposed to get. Come on, Stan. Uh, No, I don't want to hear it. Stan, 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 wait, let me just just say one thing. Let me just say one thing. You have people that are convicted of manslaughter, people that are convicted of killing people, of murder charges, and some of them don't get 10 years. And this man has got to do 10 years in federal prison?
4: Shouldn't have showed up and picked up a stick to hit a cop. Okay, you know, sometimes you have select very little, but sometimes you have selective morality. Sometimes, not all the time. I think you're a pretty good guy, but in this case, in this case, just this case, he got exactly what he deserved. If he didn't pick up, he and then they were fighting, and he was hitting cops, and so what is that? I mean, that's it. That's uh, the way it was. They took him to trial. He got 10 years. He probably will get off maybe after, you know, maybe two or three years. I don't know. I don't know what the system is. No, crime.
5: no, it, it's not as easy to Well, it's a unquote, quote, unquote, so he'll right, serve maybe right. five or ten. Okay. He'll, he'll uh, serve probably close to uh, three quarters of his time. Okay. Uh, uh, you know, as my, far not,
4: as I'm concerned, it's ahead. justified. It's justified.
5: Okay. Uh, well, Stan, I, I appreciate your call, and thank you very much for your comment. Dominic Carter here on Talk Radio 77 WABC from Forest Hills to Westchester. Let's say good morning to Tom. Tom, what's on your mind? Good morning. Uh,
0: Good morning. I'm just amazed how anybody would want to listen to Biden speak. The man is incoherent. He takes words and just can't even put the proper words out. He twists the words. He can't, you know, His and how come nobody ever... Challenges this man's cognitive skills. Uh, I mean, it's painful to listen to this guy talk, let alone his rhetoric. But just the fact that you know pe- when people listen to this guy and they still want to vote for him, I-, I mean, it's it's beyond like, you know, whether you hate Trump or not. And not all, you know, so, uh, you know, I don't care about Trump's personality. I didn't vote for him for his personality. But if these people just hate him so much. Because of his personality. I mean, there's something really wrong with the voter rather well, than the actual
5: substance. It, it, it is not, Tom, an enthusiasm for Biden. It, truth be told, it's all about a referendum on former President Trump. In some corners, he is so despised that that uh, folks would vote for just about anybody uh, running yes. against uh, Mr. Trump. Uh, I think they're wrong in their assessment. I think the country is suffering as a result of that line of thinking. That we're we're suffering now uh, on a number of fronts. I thank you for the call. I I, I could go down a litany of um, of of examples of uh, why uh, we are headed in the wrong direction. Doesn't matter to me, Democrat or Republican, but it's just with this president, it is not working. That's not just me talking. Now it is a majority of Democrats that are saying, essentially, the same thing in polling. Let's go to Jacqueline in Brooklyn. Good morning. What's on your mind?
6: Good morning, Dominic. Um, I am shocked and pleasantly surprised that Audrey finally made some sense for once, and I would like to wish her a belated happy birthday as well. Um, Unfortunately, the guy from Forest Hills is still drinking the Kool-Aid, and as usual, I have to educate him because he's got his head in the sand, Uh, The reason Sarah Palin didn't win was because of the ranked choice voting, and there there was more than one Republican. So he's disillusioned, as usual, and he thinks that this is going to set the stage for the rest of the country. Not going to happen, Stan. Hate to tell you.
5: Well, I I agree with you and, and Jacqueline, and I haven't paid that much close attention to that race, and she barely lost. Uh, so I, I don't think it's a referendum of where, right. we, where the country stands. Alaska is very different than the rest of the country in terms of the electorate, in terms of uh, their politics. And, you know, it it just so happens. And sometimes one candidate is just better than another. I didn't really pay that much close attention to the race. But we will see what happens in the future. Jacqueline, I thank you for the call, and you have a beautiful morning. I'm looking at an email from uh, one of our listeners, uh, a, good, uh, a good friend to the program, Sal, and he says, uh, Thug Life is the new capitalized education, referring to the situation in Harlem. Getting street cred by committing crimes is the B.A. Getting sentenced by a judge is the M.A. Serving time is the Ph.D. and Rikers Island is the alma mater. We hear crickets about the girl hitting the cop because civil rights leaders have been replaced by civil wrongs leaders. That's from Sal. Interesting. Quite interesting. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. John in Brooklyn, good morning. What's on your mind?
7: Dominic. Uh, I'm glad Mayor Adams spoke out and uh I, I think the thug, um I'm not gonna use the word lady, got exactly what she deserved. She should not have interfered in an arrest even if the subject in question was her boyfriend. As for her mother defending what she did, it is utterly inexplicable and I blame the mother for helping raise her in such a way that It led to this incident.
5: Well, John, I, you know, I, 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 I appreciate what you're saying. I am trying my best to stay away from the families, especially in this case, because you look at the video and. To look at the faces, it explains what happened. It explains why this occurred and why why it occurred in 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 that area in that area and by the way thank you for the call john that is the same police precinct that lost two officers uh earlier this year killed in the line of duty so please uh please keep that in mind let's let's keep that in mind let's go to the Rockaways and Alan, good morning, Alan. What's on your mind?
8: Dominic, uh, I just wanted to say, I talk about the, uh, what uh, uh, President Biden was trying to say. There's a difference between criticizing an opponent just to, to, to divide the public uh, as opposed to uh, criticizing, criticizing an opponent for, uh, for what, what they do. Now, the whole issue was about uh, democracy versus autocracy. What he was talking about when he said a few days ago that uh, they're semi-fascist was this. One, freedom of the press is a cornerstone of democracy. And we all know that sometimes bias gets in the way and everything, but the way Trump pictured it, he was kind of saying, we don't even need a free press, they're just lying. The second thing is protest. Protest is, a, is as American as apple pie. If you protest in Russia, you go to jail or worse. Now, when Kaepernick took a knee, he wasn't saying that America is horrible. He was saying a lot of black young men are being killed, and it's it's bad, and I, I'm protesting it. Uh, so Trump said, "Get out of here." He didn't even acknowledge the, the legitimacy of the protest, uh, uh, and then that uh, his disdain for protests came out when he uh, uh, tear gas the protests. Hey, protested.
5: Alan, Alan let, let me ask you a question because th- yes. th- this is what's going through my mind. Um, so you just said that uh, that black men were being killed. Uh, I think you said by the police. Were, one were, another. Were, were Right. Were these innocent black men?
8: I wasn't there. I'm not going to. No, 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 I mean, no, no, Georgia, no, 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 no. I'm
5: talking about their backgrounds.
8: Georgia well, is different. George, Georgia George is George different. Is innocent. That's one.
5: That OK, OK, different. OK. I, that's it. <laughs> that, that's it. Uh, listen, what thanks for the call, Alan. What happened to George Floyd should not have happened. But for us to pretend that he was a Boy Scout is ridiculous. And if we're going to be honest, let's be honest. Let's be honest. And oftentimes in these cases, and this is meant as no disrespect to anyone, but people where their lives were not going the way they wanted them to go, and sometimes that happens in life, and their life wasn't worth five cents the day before, and then they have an incident with the police, and now the families are demanding $100 million, knowing that the case is going to settle with some ambulance chaser for anywhere between 10 and $15 million. Really? The day before the life wasn't worth five cents, you probably wasn't even speaking to the individual. And the day after, he's a martyr. Give me a break. Give me a break. Folks, it's time to take a break. But I want you to know that I am proudly supporting the uh, Tunnel to Towers 5K Walk Run New York City again this year, which is on Sunday, September 25th. And we need your help. I'm going back to the telephone calls, uh, but we do need your help. Help us remember those lost on 9-11 as we retrace FDNY firefighter Stephen Siller's final footsteps together. I'm going to be out there at the event. If if my gout doesn't act up, I'm still going to be out there. But um, I would really appreciate you donating to my team. It's really simple to support the Tunnel to Towers Foundation, Dominic Carter team. How do you do it? Here's how. Go to wabcradio.com slash walk and click on my photo to donate to my team. I'm trying to beat my numbers from last year And we're in first place, and let's stay there. That's wabcradio.com slash walk. Thank you for your support. As together, we help America's heroes. One of the largest walks in New York City for a great cause, wabcradio.com slash walk. And it's time for the 77 WABC clip of the day. Listen to Bernie and Sid in the morning, the number one... Rated News Talk Radio Morning Show in New York City. Weekdays from 6 to 10. Here, Sid says the Biden administration always finds a way to attack what they're now calling MAGA Republicans.
8: So just about every day now, whether it's Kareem, John pierre or Joe Biden, they find a way to go after us. Bernie McGurk. Sid Rosenberg, and 99.99% of the folks listening to me right now, the Republicans, they call us MAGA Republicans, and they they treat us like we're a member of some sadistic cult, which of course we're not. We're just rational, level-minded, hardworking, responsible, patriotic Americans. But to them, they really do distinguish us as maniacs.
4: Talk
1: Radio 77, W.A.B.C. They say this is a big rich town. I just come from the Poet part Bright like city life, I gotta make
4: it. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77, W.A.B.C.
5: And we are going back to your telephone calls during the uh, Chronicles of Dominic Carter segment at 45 minutes past the hour. I'm changing subjects. I'm going to be joined by Mr. U- Uday uh, Tambar, who is the president, CEO of New York Junior Tennis and Learning. Now, one may say, you know, tennis, eh, but that's not what this about. is about. What it's about is helping young people so we avoid the situations like that 19-year-old female in Harlem so that we avoid the mental health challenges that young people go through. That's what we're going to talk about, and he'll be uh, calling in in just a minute. He'll join me in about 45 minutes past the hour. In the meantime, let's go back to the uh, telephone calls. Chris in New Jersey, good morning. You are on Talk Radio 77 WABC.
9: Good morning, Dominic. Good morning. Um, I, I just want to say something. I was listening to Stan before mouth off, and he's just the epitome of the Democratic Party of hate and anger. Uh, anybody says 10 years for the guy down in the D.C. Uh, January 6th, what would the two lawyers get or what should they get that were throwing Molotov cocktails in New York City police cars in 2020? They got a reduced sentence. They got out free. They should have gotten the electric chair. If that's it, you know, if you're going to use the same, uh, you know. I
5: I I hear you, Chris. Uh, Ten years is outrageous. And 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 Biden
9: attacking MAGA is showing that the Democratic Party has no solutions for anything that's going on right now. So all they're going to do is, you know, attack Trump with the same old MAGA, MAGA, MAGA.
5: Normally, here's how you know that uh, the Democrats are really, really nervous and scared. Normally, you ignore the opposite party until it gets close to the election. Now, I know the midterms are coming up, but you're the president of the United States. Why are you focusing so much on the last president? Why, Why are you doing that?
9: Well, they have no solutions for anything. The border crisis, the economy... Uh, they think that people are, are 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 stupid. They sit there and they lie through their teeth daily.
5: Well, Chris, I I, I hear you, and um, you, you made some good points. You know, hopefully, I I just I just don't get it, and maybe that's why the networks, for the most part, didn't uh, carry. Thank you for the call, Chris. Didn't carry the speech live because there was no justification to do so. What's the justification? You want to attack Trump and half the country that support him? That's the justification. Let's go to Jennifer in Boston. Good morning, Jennifer. What's on your mind? Good
6: morning, Dominic. Um, first of all, I, I hope you have a wonderful long weekend. Enjoy. Thank you. And thank you. Same at you. Thank you, dear. And uh, I just want to say I was completely repulsed at President Biden. Um, it just really hurt, hurt hurt my heart to hear President of the United States speak the way he did. Um Because I know myself, I'm a Trump supporter, and I love my country with every fiber of my being. And how dare he, who I believe has sold this country out, literally, financially, sold out this country and has put himself and our country at, you know, he's made us extremely vulnerable. And uh, I just say, how dare he? And I hope he lights a fire under a lot of people's bellies. As far as what Stan said, it doesn't surprise me the level of vitriol that they have toward their fellow Americans, uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, I can't even fathom feeling that way about somebody, and especially just someone that views life differently than me. And as far as uh, the president calling us anti-fascist, uh, who's the one that has used executive orders to make mandates, which he said he wouldn't do? Who's the one that just today put through a pay raise for federal employees, which is supposed to go through Congress, but he says he can do by emergency edict. And who's the one that just put through the um, the uh, college alone, uh, erasing there? Who just put that through uh, by emergency edict uh, at an executive order? To me, that sounds a lot more fascist than anything Trump ever did. So, you know, it's really, don't pee on my leg and tell me it's right I thought as Judge Judy would say. And last but not least, regarding that man at the January 6th that was sentenced, I'm not at all surprised. I'm deeply saddened by it, but not the least surprised. And I was gonna say the same thing that the man did before uh, me about the two lawyers the, the that firebombed that police car. And what about all the people that were um, it was a, uh, on a bridge? I don't know which bridge it was, but it was in New York. And the, the cops were getting hit over the head by two by fours. Um, all the cops that uh, they attempted to blind in December, 2020 with lasers. And um, the people that burnt down the uh, police precincts and bashed them over the head with bottles filled with cement and so forth. I wonder how long any of those got sentenced for. I don't think any of them ever got arrested, Dominic. Much less sentenced. And then you had people like Kamala Harris putting up bail funds, uh, $35 million in the Minnesota bail fund, two of which got up and murdered after they were bailed out. But, you know, nothing to see here. So.
5: And I, I do thank you I do thank you yeah. for the call, Jennifer, and it, it does piggyback, if you will, when you mention uh the Vice President Kamala Harris what what she did in terms of helping to raise bail money. My contention is it's that type of activity for why this now twenty year old female in Harlem felt comfortable walking up to police to talk to her thug boyfriend in the middle of an arrest and pull at and slap an officer. It it, it piggybacks. If you just look at all the activity and it amounts to thug life, where what's bad is good and what's good is bad. And in these certain pockets with thug life, prevails, they look at college graduates, young kids of color that go on to college as absolute nerds and the heroes of the community happen to be the drug dealer or the guy that has a gun like her boyfriend allegedly did. Shirley in Manhattan. Good morning. What's on your mind?
7: Hi, Dominic. I uh, just very uh, quickly wanted to say I think Biden should focus more on What's going on with um, the foreign uh, situation um, right now? I don't know if anybody else is aware, but Russia is sponsoring a war game, and there are several countries that are participating in it. Um, and I think he needs to focus on that situation because eventually um, if Russia and China and Laos and Mongolia and Syria and Kyrgyzstan and Armenia and Bulgaria and Belarus and Nicaragua, all of these countries are participating in a war game and one has to ask themselves, why? And I think Biden needs to focus on that instead of calling mega uh, Republicans, uh, you know, the enemy of the country. Um, (laughs) Eventually, um, he's not focusing on the fact that possibly there will be a future um, problem with um, those countries evading this country. And so, you know, he's subdividing people here, and he's just going to make it easier for those countries to eventually come in and just wreak havoc.
5: Well, I, th- I thank you for the call, Shirley. At the end of the day, there was just no logic or point to the speech. Why would you do a speech to offend half the country? What's the political gain in doing something like that? There is no gain. In a moment, I'm going to be taking a break, and and I'm going to be joined by Mr. Uday Tambar. And it's a, a good conversation that we need to have. He's standing by. I'm going to go to him in just a minute. He is the CEO of New York Junior Tennis and Learning. The reason why I want to talk to him this morning is because of the issue of mental health and the crisis that young people go through. And also, how do we motivate young people? How do we keep them out of trouble so that that female in Harlem, so that thug life is not considered the best of the best of the best in certain communities instead of education? So we're going to have that conversation with Mr. Tambar, On the other side of this break, and time permitting, I'll be going back to your telephone calls.
3: We will be right
5: back. W-A-B-C.
3: Bruno. Bruno, he's your numero
4: uno. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC.
5: Normally I wouldn't be discussing tennis, but this right now intersects with the topic of helping young people and the important issue of mental illness, mental health. With me right now is Mr. Uday Tambar. Mr. Tambar is the president and CEO of New York Junior Tennis and Learning. Thank you for appearing, sir.
2: Thank you for having me, Dominic.
5: So the annual tradition, let's deal with the backdrop. The annual tradition of the U.S. Open is uh, going on in Flushing. Serena Williams played a few hours ago. But the New York Junior Tennis Learning Organization was founded more than 50 years ago by tennis legend, Arthur Ashe. You are focusing, you have a program on students' mental well-being, and you've piloted a program with Hunter College. I want to begin by having you tell us about that.
2: Absolutely. So you know, we were founded very simply to develop the character of young people through tennis and education for a lifetime of success on and off the court. And the last couple of years um, for young people in New York and beyond, the pandemic has changed how we think of providing them support you know, to achieve this success. Um, you know, anxiety, depression, stress has increased. So if you want them to succeed, we have to do more than just provide academic support and, uh, and tennis. So we created a new program. So something we thought a little innovative as well, where we partner with the Silverman School of Social Work at Hunter College. Um, the oldest and largest public school of social work in the city. And what we do with them is that we piloted it out of it five of our sites. Uh, You know, again, these are Title I schools, which means, you know, they have free and reduced low-income communities. And Hunter dispatches graduate social worker interns to each of these locations three days a week to talk with students and consult with their parents as well, um, you know, to provide them that support to address that anxiety, depression, and stress. And this sort of psychosocial, you know, social support has focused on a lot of the social factors and individual behaviors. Um, that need to be addressed for these young people to be uh, successful and some of the challenges that that were there predate the pandemic and it just worsened over during the pandemic. So you know we're excited about this and we're going to a- increase it to a couple more sites and uh, the idea is that as we continue to do more and more, we're planning to expand it to more schools uh, going forward.
5: We are chatting with Mr. Uday Tambar, who is the president and CEO of New York Junior Tennis and Learning in New York. And the reason why I wanted to talk to you, Mr. Tambar, is because, you know, once they reach the U.S. Open, they're international world stars, but more and more these days, they are talking about mental issues. Serena Williams, for example, and you wrote an op-ed in the Daily News in which you say, and I'm quoting here, Serena isn't alone. Last year, Naomi Osaka, who learned how to play tennis in Queens, I didn't know that, but pulled out of the French Open, conceding to underlying bouts of depression. You go on to write about an Australian pro uh, who opened up about his struggles. What What's going on here as it relates to, to tennis stars and even when they're kids and, and the topic of uh, mental health?
2: Yeah. I, what's happening, Dominic, is that I believe that these, the mental health challenges that we are publicly talking about have always existed. What's different now is that a lot of these sort of elite athletes, elite players, and it's not just in tennis and other sports as well, when they talk about it publicly, they're destigmatizing conversations around it. And that also allows young people and families to reach out for much needed support, which they might not have otherwise. And what, even though when you're talking about Serena Williams and Osaka and Nick Kyrgios, you know, who's from the Australian pro, you know, these are elite, elite players. And they, if they come out and say, hey, look, we have these struggles, then all of a sudden for, you know, a young person we're serving in fifth grade who's not at that level, maybe not just yet or ever will be, can say, hey, if it's okay for them to talk about it, it's okay for me to talk about some of that anxiety I'm feeling because I was unable to be out of my house for the last two years. And you know what? That increased my stress. I can talk about it. I can reach out for the support so I can feel better about myself. I can do better in the classroom. I can do better off the classroom. So I think more and more sort of um, athletes and celebrities talking about this is great for young people because they feel more comfortable opening up
5: we are chatting with mr uday tambar who is the president and ceo of new york junior tennis and learning so in looking at your daily news op-ed you write here and this jumped out from the page and and literally shocked me you write here emergency department visits for suspected uh suicide attempts rose by 51% for adolescent girls and by 4% for adolescent boys in our country. And more of our youth were living in poverty. One study of just a five month period found that an estimated 325,000 children were pushed into or near poverty as a result of the, as a result of the economic downturn. That's the world we're living in these days.
2: hundred percent. And look, you know, the people who were suicidal, you have to remember that the pandemic exasperated pre-existing conditions. So these people might have some, you know, latent issues or already sort of on edge. And with the pandemic, it worsened. And the numbers, especially for the young girls, it's scary. It's scary. And, you know, the, the pandemic, there's clearly the public health uh, sort of challenges it posed uh, but there's also the economic impact as well a lot of people uh, um, especially low-income uh, families they the earners lost their jobs right I mean if you were sort of in the food industry business or the hospitality which are hourly wage jobs you lost your job now all of a sudden right you were living paycheck to paycheck you were somehow making it in New York you whatever know, the crazy rental market we have these people have families they heads of families, they're earners, they have children. So now all of a sudden, the children don't have enough food. Their stress increases because their parents' economic situation has changed. The family's economic situation has changed. And so, you know, with the pandemic, what we have realized is that whether it's on the health side or on the economic side, things have changed in the long term for a lot of families. And that's why we need to be, as people who serve communities, Need to be more proactive in addressing these needs,
5: and so you are using, if you will, uh, as as the uh, kids that that may uh, start tennis or love tennis, and in the process, if if uh, mental health issues arise, you're starting to deal with this on the on the front side of life, rather than uh, letting this go on and they become adults with the same issues or pro tennis players and have the same issues, correct?
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. Look at tennis is the hook. And we we hope many of the young people we serve that they will play tennis, you know, in high school and college, even beyond. But we realize that it's it's not going to, that's not going to be the pathway for everyone, but we know that tennis is a way to engage them. It's a way to, get them to build trust with our staff, it's a way for them to show up to our programs and then start taking advantage of other supports, including mental health. And you're absolutely right to sort of address it sort of upstream, right? Meaning before it snowballs into something else is the right way to do it. Because if you can address it in elementary and middle school, then you're not addressing it in high school, which could be a lot worse. It could also lead to um, at-risk behavior, right? It could be substance use, misuse, and, or it could be as adults. So um, you're absolutely right. It's better to get this on the front end.
5: Mr. Tambar, we we thank you for joining us uh, this morning, the president and CEO of New York Junior Tennis and Learning. Folks, we're about to go back to your telephone calls in a second. A number of stories I want to recap. But I wanted to talk to Mr. Tambar because we talk a lot about the problems. He just gave us one of the solutions in terms of positive things to do with these young people, so that we avoid situations like the one that happened in Harlem. And this is what that sounded like.
0: Her Her
3: boyfriend...
5: Uh, arrested with a a ghost gun. His bail, thank God, is $300,000. Her mother is defending her. Then we have the speech from President Biden a short time ago offending half the country. I'm still scratching my head trying to figure out what was the point. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Let's go to Jay in Ohio. Good morning, Jay. What's on your mind?
0: Yeah, uh, I missed the speech. I don't know if it was, if they were, you know, broadcasting it. Was Did they broadcast it today?
5: It was not on the uh, networks, but you could find it if you wanted to. Jay, I'm short on time, so what's your point?
0: Yeah, but, um, you know, Biden is a traitor, you know, and Pelosi is also a traitor. And a lot of people miss that point the things that they do they do because they're traders to the country they they're, they're selling out the united states
5: well you know you you're not the only one jay that that feels that way i i i wouldn't go that far personally thank you for the call um or at least not publicly, um, but, but it, it, you know, I, I just don't get it. What was the point of this speech? Joining me right now, Frank Marano, on the other side of Midnight. Good morning on this Friday. Hello, Dominic, TGIF. Yeah, so you got a haircut?
1: That's right. right. Don't You're be jealous. Good. You're looking yes, good. Thank I'm, you. I'm a little jealous. I'm no <laughs> Kenneth, but uh, who is <laughs> among us?
5: What do you have coming up this uh, morning?
1: Action Packed Show. In our first hour, we're going to do Ask Frank Anything, give people an opportunity to call in with questions they have on anything at all and then a little bit later we're going to go live to russia to talk to an American, but who's now a Russian citizen. He's dual citizenship, American and Russian, by the name of Mark Sloboda. And he's going to give us a different perspective on the Russia-Ukraine war than what you see in the American press, and a different perspective on the passing of Mikhail Gorbachev than people heard from me this week. And then a little bit later, uh, we're going to explore the student loan issue with uh, my friend Mike Porcelli, who's a master mechanic, and who's of the belief that essentially this student loan forgiveness is just forcing electricians and and engineers and mechanics that made a decision not to go to college, maybe not engineers, but everybody else, it's forcing them to subsidize people that took out loans to go to college. So he has some interesting analysis on that and uh, an interesting column on it. We're going to get into it.
5: Let's go back to the phones together. Frank Marano, Dominic Carter. Frank starts at the top of the hour. Let's go to Dave in uh, Pennsylvania. Good morning, Dave. You're talking to Frank and Dominic.
9: Good morning, Frank. Good morning, Dominic. <laughs> Thanks for taking my call. Um, I, I just want to add to your previous caller. I think, you know what, you you raise a question. What what sense, what reason why Biden would say such divisive things? And I, it's really if you put your leftist thinking cap on, Biden doesn't care about empowering and lifting America. He's interested in empowering and lifting up elitism, leftists, and that's his focus. And you know, and besmirching his opponent if that's good, and that's going to help secure their political strength and power, then so be it. But that, I think that's really what it comes down to. They're not, he's not really interested in the benefit of, of, of America. He's interested in the elitist establishment.
5: Dave, you you may be on to something there. I thank you for the call from Pennsylvania. Let's go to Manhattan. Alyssa, good morning. You're talking to Frank and Dominic.
3: Hey, Frank. Hey, Dominic. How are you? Good. Go right ahead, please. I just wanted to comment on Biden. I think that Biden is just trying to um, pander to his bruised ego he knows that uh there are a lot of people in his own party that don't want his support they're avoiding having him support him support them and um so he's using the same old oh let's play into let's hate trump rhetoric when when the people come out to vote people are going to come out to vote for the person who will make their personal life better uh make them feel safer make their paychecks go farther and also address the fact that their kids are developmentally behind um, from the lockdowns and the crazy stuff from his administration. Well,
5: and Alyssa, I, I have to step in because I'm out of time, But and we can continue this. Uh, you can call Frank now or, or you can call me back next week. But I do want to say amen to what Alyssa just said. Folks are concerned about their lives, not this petty political attacks Frank Morano, I I would have gotten his reaction to this, but you're going to hear him for the next couple of hours. Keep it right there. Have a great weekend. Talk Radio 77 WABC.